0: Welcome to Literary Quest, a podcast hosted by us, Vicki and Marissa, where we discuss our favorite in fantasy fiction and hopefully can direct you in your quest to find your next great read. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Literary Quest. We are wrapping up Pride Month with Wicked Beauty, which is book three in the Dark Olympus series by Katie Robert. Uh, this is your After Dark warning. We are one hundred percent talking about sex in this episode, so be warned. I'll start with our characters, and Vicky will take up with our plot. So we have Helen Cassios. She is our female lead. She is sister to Perseus Cassios, who is the new Zeus. And to Eris Cassios, who inherited the title of Aphrodite when the last one was exiled after the last book. Helen has lived her life trying to fill the role of Zeus's daughter, now Zeus's sister, and she is desperate to live life on her own terms now. We have Achilles Callus. He is one of our male main leads. He was orphaned as a baby and grew up in one of Hera's orphanages. He has an enormous amount of uh, confidence and ambition and an intense drive to achieve. He met our other male main lead, Patroclus Photos, who has uh, two loving moms and who uh, welcome Achilles into their family like he was one of their own when Achilles and Patroclus met at age 18. Achilles and Patroclus have been in an open relationship for several years. They have both been serving Athena, and Achilles is her second in command. We have a few side characters. They are Paris Chloros, who is Helen's ex. He is a narcissist and emotionally abusive. We have Ares, That is the role that is being replaced in this book. That role is responsible mostly for Olympus's security and their armies. And then we have Athena, who is heading up the challenge for the new Aries, and she is responsible for special forces in Olympus. This book takes place in Olympus, uh, which is a town that is surrounded by a magical barrier that keeps its residents in and outsiders out. Vicki, take off with our plot. Okay.
1: So the book opens with Helen on her way to a party where Zeus, her brother, will be announcing that the most recent Aries has died and a new one will be chosen based off of a series of three challenges. He also announces that whoever wins the challenge will not only be the new Aries, they will win Helen as a bride. Helen is furious about this because it was never discussed with her. And she was planning to enter the challenge herself. When Zeus asked the contenders to step forward, uh, Paris, her abusive ex, Achilles, Athena's second-in-command, Hector, Paris's brother, two outsiders, Theseus and the Minotaur, um, all step forward. And Helen is really concerned, especially because Paris has entered. So she knows it's going to be very important for her to win. Helen goes to Athena the next day to put her name, on and, name in as a contender. On her way out, she runs into Patroclus, who also joined, so that he could help his boyfriend Achilles in the trials. Helen and Patroclus know each, knew each other as children, and there is some major sexual tension between them. They flirt, and Patroclus finds himself very attached to her. Patroclus returns home to discuss strategy with Achilles, as well as tell him what happened between him and Helen. Despite the fact they've been in an open relationship, Achilles finds himself irrationally jealous of Helen. The next day, they go to the official announcement of all the contenders. When Helen is announced, everyone is shocked. Zeus is furious and no one takes her seriously. However, she is determined to prove them all wrong. After the announcement, the contenders are sequestered in Athena's compound and Helen ends up in the room between Patroclus and Achilles. Achilles makes sure that she overhears them having excellent sex because he's still jealous and thinks Helen is a spoiled princess. Achilles and Patroclus both decide that they need to stay away from Helen. When Helen wakes up the next day, she goes to the gym to exercise. She hopped on the treadmill and ends up thinking about her family and how they betrayed her and all of the issues that they have. She doesn't realize that she has run seven miles and and is about to collapse until Patroclus shows up and stops the treadmill. He is concerned for her and lets her know that she needs to stretch or she will be sore for the first trial. He helps her stretch and Achilles finds them together. His jealousy gets worse and he goes to talk to her but they end up having angry hate sex. Achilles admits to Patroclus what has happened and they end up in a huge fight. A hard boundary was set and Achilles broke it. Patroclus is also experiencing some jealousy but realizes that if Achilles wins, Helen will be his wife. After he kicks Achilles out of his room, they both worry that this is the beginning of the end of their relationship. It's time for the first trial and it turns out to be an obstacle course. There are three separate paths and Helen chooses the first one that requires a lot of upper body strength. At one point she almost falls, but gets some help from a female contender and manages to finish with enough time to move on to the next trial. Patroclus, Achilles, Paris, and the two outsiders along with several other contenders also get through the first trial. That night, Achilles and Patroclus are still fighting, and Achilles is thinking about how rough he had been with Helen and is worried about it. He goes to apologize, but when he gets to her room, he finds someone with a knife about to attack Helen while she sleeps. He manages to beat the intruder, and after the intruder is taken away to be questioned, Achilles tells Helen she should stay with him for safety. He also goes to Patroclus, who says that she would be best protected by both of them, so he moves in too. Naturally, sexy times happen pretty quickly, and they start to develop feelings and a relationship. The next trial comes up, and this time it is a maze. Helen is amazing and uses her gymnastic skills to climb and walk on the wall of the maze. However, Patroclus is in trouble. He is in a fight with Hector, who is stronger than him. Helen directs Achilles over to Patroclus, and Achilles manages to save him, but Patroclus is badly injured. Helen is able to get to the center of the maze and get a key to unlock the door to get out. However, she's attacked by Theseus and gets injured herself. But she also manages to take Theseus out of the entire competition by badly injuring his knee. When she gets to the door, she finds a female contender there who also has a key. They talk briefly, but Paris shows up and knocks the other contender out, stealing her key and getting through the door first. He also taunts Helen about their previous abusive relationship. Patroclus and Achilles barely make it through the door in time. So the final contenders moving into the last trial are Helen, Paris, the Minotaur, Achilles, and Patroclus. When they get back to their room and are treated by a physician, they realize that they all have serious feelings for each other. Achilles says that after the trial, he wants them all to be in a throuple. Patroclus is also on board with this, but realizes that it will not be that simple. If Achilles wins and becomes Ares, Helen may resent him and the fact that she is a prize. If Helen wins, Achilles might resent her, plus he would need to resign as Athena's second because she would not want him dating Ares. The next trial is up and it is a trial by combat. So what happens? Who will win? Will they manage to be in a relationship if one of them becomes Aries? Read the book or listen to find out. Spoilers are ahead. How
0: do you run seven miles and not know it?
1: <laughs> I have no idea. I was like, what is happening?
0: I can assure you, I would know it. <laughs> right? You would find my dead body across <laughs> <from the gym. laughs> Oh god, Is this a thing marathon runners experience? You used to run. I have never been a skilled runner. It is like pushing for every single minute that I get when I have tried to run. So
1: no, there actually is something called runner's high where you get to a certain point and you get like this weird boost and it's just like, becomes easier to keep running.
0: Okay. It's a thing. I believe you, that would be the only way that someone could do that and not feel like dying. <laughs> the best I have ever done is three miles. And I fought for every single like <laughs> meter. I just, there was no way. <laughs> I think the longest I ever ran was like six or seven miles. Oh gosh. So this is book three in this series. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed this book, but my favorite remains Electric Idol, the second one with Psyche and Eros. Yeah.
1: So the more I think about the books, right, the mm-hmm. more I like that one the yeah. most. Um, I think when I was reading it, I was still like, ah, I really like Neon Gods. But yeah, and I think like the more I think about these books, um, Electric Idol is the best.
0: Yeah, but I liked this one. Um, we have some nice little nods to Greek mythology with this one too. So this is the Helen of Troy retelling, I guess, um, with Achilles and Patroclus as well, who I think they used to try to pass them off as being like besties, but we're lovers. Is that right? Mm
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there are a few little nods in this story. They Uh, at one point they mentioned that Helen has a a face that could launch a war and you know yeah
1: there's also a point where she says where she kind of like hates her face because it's given her so much trouble Mm -hmm. and I thought that was really interesting too yeah
0: Yeah. we had that Mm -hmm. nice little references I want to say there's a mention of ships being launched as well Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah there there is Yeah, yeah Yeah, so we have those nice little nods to the original myth, which is great. Um, this is of our Pride, bu- Pride Month books. I think this is the first one that we featured that has bisexuals. I don't remember A Marvelous Light or the last two that we've done featuring that. So we have some bisexual representation, which mm-hmm. just on what I've gleaned through TikTok seems to be an underrepresented 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 that's Mm -hmm. the word I'm looking for group um during pride month so
1: yeah well also like there's this history with bisexuality where people were like oh it's just sort of like a stopover on to becoming like a lesbian or to becoming Mm -hmm. you know gay like
0: yeah either a stopover or a lot of times p- bisexual people seem to get some pushback if they're married to someone of the opposite sex that they claim to be bisexual. Mm-hmm. So I like that we have that representation in this book. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Katie Roberts, is it Robert? Katie Roberts, um, Katie Robert features quite a bit of representation in the books that she writes too. So. Um, uh, just even in this series, Persephone was bisexual. I can't remember if Hades was. Psyche and Ares both were in the second book. Mm -hmm. Um, And also she features people of color in her book. So I think Patroclus and Achilles are both black. Hermes is black. Um, We have several characters who are not just white folks in her stories too. Mm
1: -hmm. So you know what's
0: interesting? I think it's just that my brain, like, I
1: think my brain kind of just like white washes everything because I did not picture them as black. But then I started thinking like how I picture things in general in books. And like when we were, when we wrote, when we read Throne of Glass, I was convinced that um, uh, Selena had red hair. Like (laughs) the whole time I read the series,
0: (laughs) I was like, I pictured
1: her with red hair forever until I saw there was like I, I just pictured until I saw like some fan art and I was like she's blonde huh yeah so I picture like really weird like I think my brain is just like no nah, I don't I don't like that description so I'm just gonna put what I want in it or something yeah like I have no idea or maybe I just have trouble maybe I just no well, I can over that with maybe like
0: the hair I wonder if some of the um race is just A lot, I mean, just a gross lack of representation for people of color in Mm -hmm. works of fiction. Um, And so I wonder if that's why you kind of lend to or trend towards whitewashing in in the characters. Interesting how brains work. Yeah, well, and how your brain has been influenced by...
1: Yeah, and conditioned.
0: And conditioned society. Society and privilege and... um, this is, I think, probably the first book that I've read where we have characters that use they, them pronouns.
2: Mm-hmm. That I, don't, was, remember I that. don't
0: remember reading that in any book up to this point, um, not just in Pride Month, but any book at all. Um, so Bellerophon uses they, them pronouns, which is fantastic. Um, there's a, a big and I think a fantastic push now to um, sort of lead with how you prefer to be identified in the Mm -hmm. empowerment that comes with that and so it's really nice to read a character who has they them pronouns um hopefully that's something that we'll see more of going forward too so we have first of all i love freples i love books with a threpple. i would love to see the normalization of this type of relationship in everyday life as well um Um, I I just really love I love this setup in a book
1: me too so I I was worried right that Mm -hmm. there was going to be because Patroclus and Achilles had like this long-standing relationship Mm -hmm. and there are a couple um like sometimes when I read books like that so like sugar daddies or sugar right yeah that one I like They felt more like a a couple, and then she was just like on the side, you know, Mm -hmm. yeah, like an add-on. And I was worried about that with this, Uh, like you know, um, I was like, ah, you know. So going into it, I was worried it was going to be something like that, especially they had such a long history. But it wasn't like I mean like they incorporated it was Mm I don't know I didn't get that same vibe no I think she integrated
0: into their relationship really well I think she has elements of both Patroclus and Achilles which I think part was part of what made her um, inclusion in their relationship feel that way Mm -hmm. because she's very so we have Patroclus who is like the sensitive uh, brainy person in the relationship and then you have Achilles who's kind of like a bully and super confident that nah, bully. Sound, I mean, he is kind of a bully, super confident, very ambitious and things like that. And you have Helen who is kind of both of those things. I don't think she's a bully, but she's certainly very ambitious and she has very defined things that she wants for her life. Um, she's also very resourceful and clever because she's had to be with how she was raised. And so I feel like, she balances both of those parties really well and I think that's what lends itself to her not feeling like just the female character that was tacked onto their relationship
1: mm-hmm. yeah so that was a relief reading this book
0: yeah uh,
1: I really liked her as a
0: character same mm-hmm. she yeah. was yeah she was a badass badass like I love how determined she was to make her own name and to step out of the box that she had been put in by her father, but also the shadow of her siblings. And then that translated as the, I mean, like in chapter one, not just to the shadow that her siblings would put her in, but also the box that her brother specifically tried to put her in and that her sister went along with. Mm-hmm. Um, I, She is a character that is consistently underestimated. And part of that is her own doing. You know, she has had to create this image to protect herself from the other people in Olympus, but also just the face that she shows the public. And so everybody thinks she's just the pretty girl who likes to party. And, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna
1: say, we saw that a lot in the last book too, with Psyche. Yes. That was really prominent.
0: Yeah. The the role that you have to create and show the world. And so because that is the role that she has had to fill or the show, the face that she's had to show, she is underestimated by the rest of the competitors in this competition. And that I think ends up working out in her favor because they don't expect much from her. Mm -hmm. And so um, I loved her. Determination. I also really love that because she was underestimated, she ended up doing a lot of the heavy lifting on her own. She had help from Atal- Atalanta in the first challenge, um, but she got through a lot of that challenge by herself too. And after that, she did a lot of the hard stuff in the challenges by herself, which just proves that you don't have to be the strongest or the greatest warrior to be successful.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Sometimes you have to be clever too and smart. And that's, I mean, that is exactly what Achilles does in this situation. It's just that he's got the brawn and his brains are Patroclus. right? Helen has got it all packaged into one little body. So, Mm -hmm. um, I think That definitely suggests the strength that she has. Mm -hmm. How did you feel about Patroclus and Achilles?
1: I hated Achilles at the start,
0: (laughs) like with a passion,
1: like he called her selfish because she joined the trials and because she made it inconvenient for the other contenders. I was like, yes. I, my note was fuck all the way off. <laughs> yep. Jackass. Yeah. Oh, I was so mad. And like calling her a princess. Uh, I mean, like later on, it becomes like a cute endearment, I guess. But like yeah. at first I was mm, hated him for a while. Uh-huh. Um, Patrick Leslie I liked throughout the book pretty equally. I mean, there were times where I got kind of tired of him. Uh-huh. Um, for the most part, I liked him. He was like I, I liked that he was super like big on consent. You know, he was really in tune to just like the people around him in general. Oh, he's an empath, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's what he is. He's an empath. Yeah. Um, so I liked that. It was just like his confidence, I think was really low, which got really, that got kind of tiresome.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, all the self-doubt that he had. Yeah. But yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I agreed. Uh, I agree with how you feel for Achilles I did not like him until probably like 50 to 60 percent into the book he felt like a bully even with Patroclus sometimes um, definitely with Helen but there were times when it felt like he was really bossy or aggressive with Patroclus Mm -hmm. almost like he was subordinate to him. And maybe that comes from being Athena's second in command and the role that he fills just in his regular life. But he was very annoying to me. And I agree with um, him calling Helen selfish for joining the trials and things like that. I just felt so bothered by the lack of empathy that he had for her situation. And this, the, the reasoning for that becomes a little bit clear pretty late into the book, but for him to f- perceive, to exist in this realm, in this situation, working with Athena, with one of the 13 and recognizing that the people who fill those roles have more depth than what they show the world for him to have that experience and not be able to have any sort of empathy or maybe even think like, well, maybe this isn't how she really is. And also knowing that her father, the former Zeus had a reputation, like a ha ha. I have so many problems with that, but like a ha ha representation for killing his wives.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. How Um. can you have that knowledge and not think like, oh, things are probably not great at home.
1: So Patroclus also points this out. He says that, um, so he says about Achilles, he would never harm me on purpose, but he's careless. He's always so fucking careless with other people. And I think this kind of shows like, so we use the term narcissist, but he's, I don't think Achilles is a narcissist. I just think he has some narcissistic tendencies like this. This sort of thing isn't like, not being able to empathize really with other people um and or I don't know maybe sociopathic like, tendencies I think <laughs> it's more like I don't think he's sociopath <laughs> but no like being like a very focused on himself yeah um yeah I think it showed a little bit of like some narcissistic tendencies because like yeah he does maybe he doesn't mean to hurt people but he's he doesn't try to not he doesn't think about how other people might be feeling either yeah it's all about him
0: yes Yeah. I wouldn't call him a sociopath because he definitely is able to feel like guilt and shame. So and those feelings tend to not permeate in those situations. Yes. He's not. I agree. Yeah. I'm just, I got really annoyed with him. And then at a certain point, like things change and I'm like, all right, I guess I'm team Achilles. Like he starts to act a little bit differently just towards Helen though. (laughs) Like he's still a jackass to basically everyone. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, okay. And I really like Patroclus, especially at the beginning. He demonstrates a greater understanding and concern for Helen than Achilles does at the beginning. And they also have their history. They went to school together and she defended him. She stood up for him against bullies. And so there's that. I got tired because this theme of not, I don't know if it's not being worthy or uh, anticipating abandonment by Achilles because of the role that he would take on as Aries. Like this theme of just let me go, just leave me behind, just whatever. And I was like, my dude, where is your self-esteem? Like, why do you have no confidence? You were raised, I, I, he was raised in a loving family. And uh, I guess it, you know, just goes to show that you can be raised in a non-dysfunctional family and still have issues with confidence and self-esteem and stuff like that. But I just got, I got tired. Well, I think, I mean
1: especially in this situation with Achilles like the prize is Helen and they're flirting and well no no flirting no they're uh, fighting um and they have angry sex and stuff so there's something there okay so So yes I can see especially but he's he mentions though that he does he always knew Achilles wouldn't be his forever Uh uh-huh or something like that and it's that goes on with like, why is this low self-esteem? And I think he has some sort of like hero worship a little bit with Achilles. Um he says at one point he's the son, mm-hmm. like he's his son. And so I just, yeah, I think there's a lot going on.
0: There is some of that with Helen being the prize, but I feel like that came in before it was even they had even started flirting or things like that.
2: Mm-hmm. Like before
0: yeah. Helen and Achilles had sex. Patroclus was having these feelings of not going to be with Achilles forever. Achilles and Patroclus met when they were like 18 and they have been in an open relationship since then. And Mm -hmm. I was confused. Like they're in an open relationship and they're both good with it. And sometimes they bring other people into their relationship to have sex with, and there's no problems with it. And they like live together and they're like each other's touchstones, which is great. So why does it feel like they don't completely understand each other in their relationship? I don't know. It bothered me so much how jealous Achilles was. Achilles was jealous. Patroclus acts like he's not secure in their relationship. Mm-hmm. um it's like he sees himself as a placeholder you know Achilles worries about the relationship too because he says at one point
1: um Patroclus will get tired of his shit and ice him out permanently
0: yeah so like both I, of them like I y'all not communicating yeah. like my note was y'all need to talk yes
1: they don't <laughs> it's really frustrating. It's so frustrating. It's like, talk it out. Like, especially when it gets closer to the end with all three of them. Yeah. They don't talk it out. Like what'll happen if you win? What'll happen if I win? Like there's nothing. Well, it's because Achilles is like, no, I'm going to win.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's such a dick. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Even when he's being sweet, he's like a dick, but yeah, they have that conversation at the end where it's like, I want this to be more than just us being together during this competition. Like I want, I want to have a relationship with all of you, but then there's no like discussion of what that's going to look like going forward. How are you right. going to make this work? Mm-hmm. Because Achilles is thinking to himself, like, well, I'm going to win and Helen is going to be mad, but she'll get over it. I hope. But what?
1: Yep. And Patroclus is like, "Um, I'm not so sure about this. Okay. See, I could never be in a relationship with someone like Achilles because he's all like, It'll all work out. And yeah. as somebody with like a ton of anxiety, I could not be the only one in the relationship with anxiety over things. Yeah, like that. Like I could not be with somebody who's just like, "It'll be fine." Yeah, drive me up the wall. Mm-hmm. Like we have to talk it out. It yeah. will not just be fine. We have to make make plans. plans. Oh gosh, I would. Oh, he stressed me out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even in a relationship with him.
0: Yes, well, and Achilles is, a, or Patroclus is over here like, oh, he's going to leave me, and I guess I'm okay with it. Yeah. I'm not okay with that. I'm not okay with being in a relationship with someone who's, like, not willing to fight mm-hmm. for it. It takes two people to be in a relationship. Yeah. You both have to put in the effort. And so if, it, if Patroclus is over here like, I mean, I'm in it, but I also recognize that he's going to abandon me. Like, I don't know what that is, but I don't like it. Mm -hmm. I need you to want to fight to be in this relationship and not Mm -hmm. just be willing to accept that. Yeah. I'm going to become Zeus. No, not Zeus, Aries and like, leave you. Like, I don't know. I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's the lack of confidence. It's not sexy, whatever it is.
1: I agree. Yeah.
0: Like, if you're not willing to fight for me, are you willing? Like, what are you willing to fight for? Mm -hmm. I don't know. It was. They just needed to communicate. They need to communicate.
1: They didn't.
0: And Patrick was needs to see a therapist, I think. He's got some issues that need to be discussed.
1: Yeah, I put that in there too. Patrick needs some therapy yeah he does
0: yeah he does um Helen's relationship with her brother Mm -hmm. and sister and sister so I hated them both
2: Mm
0: -hmm. um they're both garbage I was your so I like I was rooting for Perseus right I, because mm-hmm. their father was so bad. And I thought, okay, he's going to see what a dirt bag their dad was and try to do better. And maybe he is, but it's, it's not what I would perceive as being better. I was furious. Helen shows up to this party and he announces to everybody that she's going to be the prize. In this Aries challenge, not only do you get a job, you get a wife. First of all, logistically, I don't understand. Like, some of these people that are entering are married. How does Mm -hmm. this work? Hector, he entered the thing. He is already married, had a kid. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, he was Paris's brother. So I think he just entered to like.
0: Well, I know, but what if he won? Like, if you're married already, what do you do with an extra wife? Like, this isn't. Who does this serve? Um, But the fact that he did that in front of everybody and didn't mention it to her at all. Mm -hmm. What a jackass. Yep. Also, like, what century do we live in where you're just marrying your sister off as a prize?
1: I don't understand this government system. What, like, what is this? (laughs) I don't know. Uh, (sighs) Like, I don't, yeah, it's like, what century, because they have, like, smartphones and social media. And then they do things like marrying off family members. Yeah. What?
0: Where's the bodily autonomy? hmm That's
1: very confusing.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then when Helen pushes back, Zeus, Perseus, is like, well, I've made sacrifices too. Ugh. Okay. So you married Callisto, which mm-hmm. was, I mean, you were looking to marry someone, so... Mm -hmm. all right. Like that's a choice that you made, but I like that Helen points out, like he chose to make those sacrifices. Mm -hmm. He made those decisions with intention. Helen didn't choose this. Mm -hmm. Helen had completely different plans from this. And he was like, yeah, sorry, you're getting married. That's not a sacrifice that she is choosing to make. Yeah. And then, and then her sister is like, it'll be fine. You're smart. You'll be okay a lot of assumptions in that statement.
1: Mhm. So Ares is now Aphrodite, right? Yes, right. But Ares is also like her whole thing was chaos yeah. as like in typical Greek mythology, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't have high expectations from her at all. I had more expectations from Zeus because I thought maybe he'd be better mm-hmm. after like you said witnessing what the previous Zeus was like, but it was Yeah.
0: Not much better. No. And then this is something that really bothered me. So Paris enters this competition and these strangers, the Minotaur and Theseus, they enter the competition. Like there is a a great possibility that these people that are potential mates for Helen are going to be dangerous to her. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: There are unknown people here. And Helen expresses her concerns about that to Zeus. And he says, well, if they hurt you, I'll make you a widow. You're assuming that she's going to be alive. Mm -hmm. You are assuming in that situation that she won't be the victim of partner violence and that her husband won't kill her. Or Mm -hmm. maim her or gravely injure her. I like, You're assuming that she's not going to sustain some form of injury and for you to have this laissez-faire attitude about it and to be okay with her sustaining any form of injury is not okay. Like those words are not helpful. If they hurt you, I'll make you a widow. Okay. What is she going to have to suffer for it to get to that point?
1: Yeah. Especially with like Paris too, if he had one. Mm -hmm. I mean he he did a lot of emotional damage I don't know if he was ever physically abusive towards her but still being married to someone like that some crazy manipulative person like that Mm -hmm. like Zeus wouldn't be able to kill him just because he's super manipulative and you know yeah that's not how that would work like yeah maybe he can if he physically hurts her but, like, he'd be trapping Helen in this, like, horrible relationship mm-hmm. with a guy who just, ugh, destroys yeah. her self-esteem and makes her feel awful. And it's probably, because I think that was this thing you cheated on her,
0: right? Did he cheat on her? Yes, I could not happened. remember what happened. Um. Yeah, and with that assumption, with uh, the psychological abuse, he's assuming that Helen won't self-harm in that situation either.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Paris was just so awful. I could see her being like, I'd rather be dead than with Paris or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And jump down the stairs herself. Mm-hmm.
0: I was hoping that we would see more of his interactions with Callisto because they just got married
1: mm-hmm. and
0: Callisto is, I would say probably more about chaos than Eris is. Um, she yeah. to, She wants to burn down the institution. Yeah. She hates all of the Olympians. They they will. So there's gonna be 10 books, and Zeus and Hera are book nine. Hermes is the last one in the series, and there's no mention of Hercules. Helen enters her name into the competition, and then all of the competitors kind of get ferried off to Athena's compound to keep them safe from outsiders and so they can train and stuff.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Um I spoke before about Achilles lack of empathy for Helen in this situation, but part of what annoys me a lot is that he is mad about Helen, not wanting to accept that she's going to be forced to marry someone, but Mm -hmm. he, in no way, like he, in no way would accept that for himself. Yep. So why are you mad at Helen for not wanting that for herself? You wouldn't want that for yourself.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. I know. Then- I was so mad when he called her selfish and saying that she put the other contenders in a bad position. Like I I swear my blood boiled <laughs> when he <laughs> said that. I was
0: so angry. Mm-hmm.
1: So angry.
0: Yeah. I was also really annoyed by his jealousy. Yeah. After they get to the po- the compound, uh Achilles declares to patroclus that they need to stay away from helen because patroclus has this previous history with helen they were friends when they were kids and stuff and the night that she goes to enter her name into the competition she runs into patroclus and kind of hits on him and patroclus tells achilles and you know they have this conversation where it's like we can't let anything get in the way of our plans and stuff like that. When really I mean really it's Achilles' plan.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So when he tells Patroclus that they need to stay away from Helen, it feels manipulative to me. Mm-hmm. Like he's saying this because he feels threatened by Helen. Mm-hmm. Like yes, she is another competitor and so it might be a threat to their status in the competition, but also like he is threatened by her and um her interactions with patroclus
2: mm-hmm.
0: and yeah. so yeah go ahead and then they end up being the ones
1: that like have sex first
0: yes and what it's like hell? really angry intense like <laughs> it's hate, hate sex, sex.
1: <laughs> it's like some serious intense hate sex yeah
0: which i loved
1: reading though it was good
0: Ooh, it was super hot like yeah. i was here for it mm-hmm. um Yeah, no, the actual sex scene was fantastic, but the whole situation surrounding it just pissed me off for Patroclus Mm -hmm. because Achilles is like, yeah, stay away from her. And then he catches Patroclus helping Helen stretch and he's like, "Raw mine. And so he... (laughs)
2: Goes and has
0: sex with Helen. Yeah, has hate sex on the floor (laughs) with Helen. Like, what the hell? What is wrong with you? And then they don't use a condom. I like that they at least address, like, we didn't use any form of protection Mm -hmm. in the situation after they have sex. But, uh, Mm -hmm. and I do like so there's this trend that I have seen recently where there's a push to not describe a person as being clean. Um, in terms of their STI, STD status, Mm -hmm. because it implies that STIs and STDs are dirty and they're not, they're just infections or diseases like other infections and diseases. And so what I like is that, uh, it's not described as being clean in this situation. This is, um, I think a good trend in reframing how we refer to STIs and STDs. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that was nice. Um, and the hate sex it was really hot you know helen continues to bait Mm -hmm. Um, she like scratches the shit out of his back
1: and stuff mm -hmm.
0: yeah she says um maybe you should call patroclus if you need an assist like she antagonizes him Mm -hmm. through this there's wrestling um and I, I feel like the author was really great at making me feel like the frenzied feelings that the character were, characters were feeling in the scene, mm-hmm. which is yeah. great. There's also, even though this is like frenzied sex, Achilles has a definite intention in making sure that helen enjoys it right yes so he's rough but there, there's still clitoral stimulation like he is still making sure that she is experiencing pleasure
1: mm-hmm. and i feel so bad for helen when she was like oh even though it was like rough like that and stuff he still made me come yeah it's like
0: helen you poor thing
2: Yeah. i was like oh
0: yeah <laughs> Well, and we find out later that she had been shamed for, I guess, not magically orgasming with pa- with Paris
2: mm-hmm.
0: without having clitoral stimulation or for masturbating and finding pleasure on her own. He had shamed her for that, mm-hmm. which is garbage. Uh, vagina owners, like 80% of them require clitoral stimulation in some either with a penetration with or without the majority of them need clitoral stimulation to achieve orgasm. So don't let people shame you for that. Um, and if you happen to want to learn more about this stuff, there are a couple of books that you should look into. One of them is called becoming clitorate by Dr. Lori Mintz. She investigates the history of the clitoris and uh, the shame that's tied in with it. And then come as you are by Emily Nagoski explores um some of that as well but also like sex drive and motivation for sex and arousal and things like that libido and how that can be affected by different circumstances so
2: mm-hmm.
0: knowledge is power friends so after achilles and helen have
1: sex achilles goes to patroclus and is like um so whoops I guess basically, and Patroclus is rightfully furious, like especially because one of his big things is that like they set a hard boundary, Mm -hmm. and Achilles broke broke it, like in like twenty minutes. I swear. Yeah, like less than a day. Yeah, yeah. I just like, (sighs) and I felt so bad for Patroclus at that moment.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, But I loved that he didn't put the blame on Helen. Yes, he was like, she's not the one in the relationship. She has no like, you know, and plus she didn't know that there was that boundary either. She knows they're in an open relationship.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So how would she know? Right. Yep. And I, I love that. Yeah, so much that he because so many times they blame like the third party too, but they're not the ones who made the promise. Yep.
0: Yep. Yeah. He says, stop blaming her for your actions. Did she tie you down and fuck you, Achilles? Mm-hmm. Please continue to call him out. Mm-hmm. This man needs to be taken down a peg. So if you could keep doing that. Yep. Yeah. And I I, I mean, yes, I, he stands up for Helen. He stands up for himself too. And he doesn't let Achilles just apologize and then kind of go on. He kicks him out He makes him leave.
1: Yeah. And for being so worried about like their relationship ending and stuff, he's not scared to fight with Achilles Mm -hmm. like that, you know? So there is some security, I think, in the relationship in that sense. He is worried. He's like, this is the beginning of the end, right? Especially because he believes Achilles is going to win and become Ares and have to marry Helen. Right. So all of that, he's like, this is the beginning of the end, but despite these concerns that he's having, Still, like, no, get out. I don't want to talk to you. Like, I can't look at you right now. So, yeah. I thought that was
0: good. Yeah. I like the idea of using the games to achieve the position of Aries. I think it's, I'm just imagining us using this to determine roles. (laughs) in our government you know what I think it might I mean hey if how it's going
1: maybe that would would work better anyway
0: weed out some of these geriatric white (laughs) men Mitch McConnell in a maze oh my gosh I
1: hope he just gets get lost until he (laughs) starves to
0: death (laughs) oh Uh, yeah um Maybe we should, you know, we might end up with a president like that guy, Terry Crews, and idiocracy, but <laughs> whatever. I mean, Could yeah, it get much worse work, right? at this
2: point?
0: <laughs> Seriously.
1: At, like at this point, whatever. Like it would be more entertaining to pick positions this way. Yes. It would get more people involved in politics, I think.
0: Probably so. <laughs> They won't vote, but, but they will do watch an them. obstacle course. <laughs> American Ninja them. Warrior for president, like
1: trial by combat, especially at the <laughs> end. They would love
0: that. <laughs> oh, it's funny, but I am worried. Oh, god, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you laugh instead of crying. Yeah. I mean, it's like Jimmy Buffett said, if we couldn't laugh, we'd all go insane. So Mm -hmm. oh Gosh. Yeah. So I'm scared. Um, anyway, the first obstacle (laughs) to achieve this is like legit, the American Ninja warrior thing. Mm -hmm. So they have to like scale some stuff and climb over a wall and there's a rope and, they have to do the like spider monkey thing with the, the walls on either side. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we see Helen being the one considered to be the underdog, but she has been training for this and she gets through most of it without the help of Atlanta.
1: So it was interesting that she said she had so much upper body strength when like typically that's where like, like women have less upper body strength than men.
0: Yeah. But she was a gymnast. That's true. I mean, yeah. And then she had been doing like MMA. Mm-hmm. Was it MMA or jujitsu or she'd been doing some type of martial, some martial arts, arts training. Yeah. yeah. So she had prepared and had been preparing for like the last six months. Obviously she's not up to the same level as the majority of the people in this competition,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but she certainly does better than if she hadn't been training at all. So, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, the second challenge is the maze and it's my favorite. Same. I loved Helen in the maze. That was
1: was great.
0: Yes. She was so clever and resourceful. Mm
1: -hmm. The
0: way that she used her gymnastics and martial arts training to scale the wall. Mm Mm-hmm. And find the center of the maze, and also to help Achilles and Patroclus. Yep, I mean, Achilles was
1: running in the wrong direction.
0: Yeah, oh, and great. Patroclus was getting the shit kicked out of him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so, I thought she was her performance in the maze was spectacular, and also the way she defended herself against Theseus.
1: Oh god I was so happy when she did whatever she did to his knee I either broke it or dislocated it or whatever
0: mm-hmm. yeah she certainly um snapped some some ligaments in there
1: you know what annoyed me about this though is so not that but so at the end right when she's at the door right mm-hmm. and Achilles not Achilles Aries comes up and like knocks um what oh, you
0: Paris yeah
1: yeah or, what did I oh I said yes yeah, said Aries, Paris
0: yeah.
1: um comes up and knocks um the woman out right and mm-hmm. then he has the gall yes to tell her that she cheated
0: yes oh the nerve yes although I mean it isn't a bad
1: strategy to just hang out by the door until somebody shows up and attacks them I guess I mean
0: yeah but it's really shitty and cowardly it is.
1: yes yes and it
0: was the same i mean same in the first challenge he tries to shame her for needing help and that one too do you really think he would have gotten through the first challenge without the help of his brother not likely no No. yeah Ugh. so fucking annoyed hate him i was so hate him
1: but other than that The maze was my favorite.
0: Yeah, loved the maze. It was super clever. The third one's combat. And I really thought Helen wouldn't do well in that one, but she kicked ass. Patroclus annoyed me in the maze. Mm -hmm. Like he's getting the shit kicked out of him by Hector and achilles is able to save the day he knocks hector out he carries him he like fireman carries him to the center of the maze to get the keys and the whole time patroclus is like just leave me behind Mm -hmm. oh please just shut up and achilles thinks to himself about patroclus He acts like I'm some shooting star and he's just along for the ride that I'm the ambitious one dragging him along at my side as if he's not a full partner. And I think this is where we see a difference in their strengths. And maybe Patroclus valuing Achilles, like literal physical strength versus Mm -hmm. his own strengths, which are his intelligence. He's clever. That's a huge strength. Mm Mm-hmm. And then he says, as if choosing to stop striving alongside me isn't a fucking choice of his own. Again, it's this lack of willingness to fight. He's choosing not to. I wonder where Achilles got the ridiculous amount of confidence that he has.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he said that, like, when he joined Athena's army, I guess, Mm -hmm. and he was like, I'm gonna be, like, her second or whatever in ten years. He did it in six. So I think it just comes from I don't know. Maybe sort of a faking it till you make it almost. Maybe. Like, and like just serious determination.
0: Yeah. It would be that because at no point in the book is he thinking, yeah, I'm not going to be Aries. Right. Until the very end, he is thinking, yeah, I'm going to be Aries. Mm So, (laughs) yeah. Not even a sliver of a doubt. Yeah, there was, there really was no doubt in his mind. Um, Paris is the worst. Mm -hmm. I think we can, I think we can probably call this one a narcissist too. Mm -hmm. He used the secrets that Helen shared with him to shame her and to gaslight her Mm -hmm. and to break down her self-esteem and continues to do that. Yeah. Ugh, I hated him. I wanted him dead. Yeah. I wanted him to die as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As know. it stands, it just looks like he won't be shooting arrows anymore, but gotten him in the neck. Yeah. She should have. Um, I just felt so bad for Helen and the um, the way that she is still struggling. Mhm. After being in that relationship with him, it is hard for people to leave relationships like this. I would have I couldn't remember what caused the deterioration of their relationship or why she left. I would have I would like to see that. Um but it it's hard for people to leave relationships like this when they've been so broken down by their partner. Yeah. So I think it really shows her strength and mm-hmm. her ability to do that but I also feel really bad for her because like her siblings don't seem all that threatened by the idea of her being paired up with Paris again and so that suggests that maybe they didn't really know how she was affected by the relationship with him mm-hmm. so we get the sense that she's probably been kind of lonely
1: yeah, there's this scene where it's like, I think it's their first threesome, um, where she says something about like it not leaving the room or whatever. And Achilles like doesn't get it. And he's like, what are you talking about? And Patroclus is like, oh my God, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> like, And he gets what she's talking about because she's been like, she was burned by Paris and like, all of this. So to open herself up again to... You know, these two people, especially Achilles, who's been a jerk, you mm-hmm. know, is difficult. And it just, though, like, Achilles being like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, what? Totally yeah. oblivious to what she meant. As, you know, Helen gets attacked yeah. uh, and moves into the apartment with Patroclus and Achilles. Mm-hmm. And I just, that was just so convenient.
0: There's only one bed. Yes. What do we do? Oh, no. Patroclus, you can sleep with me while Achilles takes watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, obviously they're going to have sex. Mm-hmm. You have to. It's the law.
1: Yeah. <laughs> With the only one bed thing, you, you've got... It either has to be, like, they have sex or they like, insane tension of, like, oh, don't touch me, don't, uh, uh and then uh, they wake up actually cuddling, and it's, yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. perfect, too.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. This leads into our first threesome. Mm-hmm. It doesn't start out that way. Yeah. So... Some of, there are some things that I really love about the threesome scenes and just even not even threesome, like with both Achilles and Patroclus and Helen, like there is a lot of consent language ongoing here. So they are constantly checking in with Helen, making sure this is okay, making sure she is okay, um, making sure she is good to continue. Like I love all of that. It is ongoing and her consent is enthusiastic. So Pachkos makes an interesting point in this quote.
1: He says, yes, she's shown enthusiastic consent this whole time. But if the motivation for that is harmful, does that consent mean fuck all? God's damn it, we are taking advantage. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really interesting because there are situations where people do provide like enthusiastic consent, but it's still not consent. Like when they're drinking, you know? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. not necessarily consent. And, like, it, be, like, do you think sort of, like, emotional distress falls under that? Like, could um, this actually be, like, are they taking advantage of her? I didn't get that, but, like, I understand where Patroclus is coming from. Mm-hmm. And she reassured them several times, like, I'm not going to regret it, whatever, it's totally fine. Like, like I want to do this. But it is coming from a place, she said, specifically to Patroclus, that she does, like, reckless things. Mm-hmm.
0: In situations where there's like a, um, something inhibiting the ability to consent, drugs, alcohol, things like that, just the person being unconscious. I mean, Mm -hmm. yeah, that is certainly going to factor or that, that is not consent because the person isn't able to, I don't think that those are the same things in this specific situation. Now, if you, I don't know if you make it a different thing, so she, someone tried to kill her while she was sleeping, right? That's what got us here. Mm
1: -hmm. What if you
0: substitute that situation for something else? So let's say like if her best friend or sibling or someone had been killed, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: does that change the situation? Right. Versus like if she had been sexually assaulted by the person that came into her room. To me, that definitely changes the situation.
1: I don't remember if it's at this. No, I think it is where Zeus didn't come and say anything to her after she'd been attacked. Yeah. As well. So it was like her almost being attacked. And then this also like my family doesn't care about me. Mm -hmm. Sort of emotions that were going through her at the time. Yeah. Mm.
0: But at the same time. She doesn't have any substances that are inhibiting her ability to provide consent. She is an adult Mm -hmm. and capable of making those decisions at this point. I think that changes the situation. Right? Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because she is acknowledging and recognizing, like, hey, I make
1: reckless decisions, reckless decisions. Mm -hmm.
0: And I am choosing to make this decision right now.
1: hmm Yeah. It's interesting that Patroclus and Achilles both kind of feel bad after things. So Patroclus is like, oh, no, we took advantage. And then after Achilles, like, and Helen's hate uh, fuck session, he's like, oh, I should apologize to her mm-hmm. and, like, check in on her, even though she was also like, it's fine. This was great don't worry yeah. about it you know and he's like eh. they were both they both cared
0: yeah they're both concerned well and part of that with achilles goes into him being really rough too mm-hmm. like it's aggressive sex it is it's not gentle love making no they have sex on the rug she mm-hmm. has rug burn like yep he rips her pants off of her
1: but and you know what? They're workout pants. You know how stretchy those things are? How do they're you they Very that? stretchy.
0: He <laughs> like, must be, I bet he can rip phone books in half with his hands. <laughs>
1: he must be able to. Because
0: like,
1: I, I read that and I was like, that probably hurts. Yeah. Like, the ripping, you know, like I don't know how he ripped it exactly, like, but like that could not have, like, oh, somebody ripping off those pants.
0: Yeah. It's a lot. Mm hmm. Um, so, so in the threesome scene, it starts out with Achilles. No, it starts out with Patroclus and Helen. Mm -hmm. They're sharing the bed. They are, it starts out with like making out and it transitions into him providing oral sex for her and it's super hot. Mm -hmm. And then Achilles walks in and ruins it. He doesn't ruin it. He doesn't ruin it. It's just it's, that it would have been nice for Helen and Patroclus to have a scene on their own without Achilles' involvement.
1: I agree. And I think it was kind of, well, I mean, cocky, I guess, of Achilles to go in there, especially because, like, Patroclus is still was still mad, right? Yeah. And he's just going in and inserting himself into this, like, sex that's going on. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I didn't like that yeah. at all.
0: I think it lines up well with his character. He's very pushy. Yes. And so it, it makes sense to me that he would insert himself mm-hmm. in this situation. And also um, Helen asks Patroclus if he's doing this to make a point. And Patroclus mm-hmm. is like, yeah, kind of. She's like, all right, let's do it then. Yeah. Let's make a great point. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is that as well. Like this is not, I don't know. This was not my favorite threesome scene. Yeah, I agree. The second one was spectacular. There were also, there was a lot of internal monologue in this scene, Mm -hmm. which took me out of it. I was thinking there's no way Helen or Patroclus are going to climax like this (laughs) because they're both thinking so hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They really were. Yeah. And so eventually it turns into like a spit roast (laughs) and it was, it was great. They do some troubleshooting. They do mention the G spot like five times and uh, like the G spot isn't real. And so that takes me out of it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, We do get some squirting, which you don't always see. In sex mm-hmm. scenes and books. So, I mean, there were great elements. Mm-hmm. It's just the first one wasn't like my favorite one. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. The second one was great.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: it starts out in a shower and this is after the maze where both Helen and Patroclus are injured. I know. I was
1: like <laughs> wincing for them as this
0: is going on I was thinking do y'all have like the grippy bath mats because this is not safe you're both hurt they acknowledge that it's not an ideal place for injured sex and Mm -hmm. they move out of the shower yes and it progresses from there and is again just super hot Mm -hmm. and and well written I feel like Um, and there's this really great emphasis on, on pleasuring Helen, which I am all for.
1: Yes. Uh, especially because she really hasn't had great partners that pleasured her. And then she was shamed for seeking out her own pleasure to have people who, you know, are focused on it and want her to orgasm, you know? Mm -hmm.
0: Um, something that I also really like when we get to this point in the story is that because Helen and Patroclus are both injured, Achilles turns into like Mama Bear. Mm -hmm. And it's very like caring and almost like, 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 it's an aggressive caring for you. Like, Mm -hmm. you're going to sit down and eat and take care of yourself.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I liked that, seeing that softer side of him.
0: Yeah, it was cute. And it was at that point that I was like, okay, I can be Team Achilles. Between the second and the third trials, Achilles, Patroclus, and Helen have this hard conversation, mm-hmm. which I think is interesting. So this is where they start to say, like, I, I want this to continue even after this is over. I, they want their relationship, their interactions to continue. But there's conflict because Helen still wants to be a killer Aries. Achilles still wants to be Aries. And he posits to her that he's more qualified for this job and she should just stop. Well, not, not even necessarily just stop, but he's going to be it uh, because he has more actual experience in security and Helen doesn't have any experience in security. And I thought that was a fair point, but I also think Helen makes a great point about how she's more qualified because she's been navigating the politics of Olympus and the 13 for her entire life. And she has a better understanding and a better personality for the political environment.
1: Yes, and I think her becoming Aries would be an easier transition than Achilles becoming Aries because it's, you can learn strategy and stuff. You can read things, you can get it from experience. She's gonna have people who support her like a second, you know, like, so she'll have all of those resources, but to learn how to move in a political like environment like that, that's hard. Yeah, That's super hard to learn. There's no real books about that, like with experience. And imagine the like mistakes you make with those like that kind of thing that you can make. Like the first thing that Achilles says is like, oh, well, if he had become Aries. So Helen wants to go and see um, Patroclus in the hospital. Right. Mm-hmm. And Athena's like, do not like I, you don't want this being your first act as Achilles and or as Achilles as Aries and then Aries is like well if I won it wouldn't have mattered I would have come right here and I was like well it's a good thing you weren't Aries then isn't it yeah like he would have immediately just
0: offended Athena
1: yeah immediately that's not how this works. so it was definitely I think I think her she would have an easier transition definitely going into Aries yeah definitely
0: I like how she reinforces that with bringing up Aphrodite's exile as well, because Achilles and Patroclus have no awareness of what actually happened in that situation. And Helen is like, look, this is what actually happened. And you had no idea. That's why she's been exiled. And at that point, Patroclus starts to realize, oh, we didn't plan for this. Mm -hmm. And Helen has been navigating this since she was born basically Mm
2: -hmm.
0: yep you could feel her frustration oh yeah i was frustrated for her same aries annoyed or not aries achilles annoyed me
2: Mm -hmm. he
0: said his argument is you know helen you're awesome but i'm awesome too and i just really want it so, too bad.
1: hmm I do like that she says, I think he would have a hard if it had come down between them as being the last two, I think he would have had a harder time hurting her than she would have heard been, like, hurting him, because it's, like, like, uh trial by combat and first blood or whatever, you're mm-hmm. out, right? Like, I think she would have had, like, he would have had a much harder time hurting her, yeah. and she would have just been like, no, slash. Yeah
0: yeah i'm glad that it didn't come down to that i feel like it would have been really bad for their relationship going forward <laughs> yes <Yeah. laughs> that's mm-hmm. because when he so in the last trial helen wins achilles lets himself be distracted and underestimates paris mm-hmm. patroclus gets hurt by the minotaur and is like about to die basically and achilles has been messing around with paris and like insulting him for being rude and awful to helen and so he gets distracted now paris is in danger so he runs over to say not paris patroclus is in danger so he runs over to save patroclus meanwhile helen is assessing the situation and looking at all of the threats and so er- achilles let himself be distracted and that was his downfall yep meanwhile helen is looking at assessing all of the threats and it takes out Paris, shoots him with an arrow. Mm -hmm. No, she throws a knife. He's gonna shoot at her. He's shooting at her with arrows and she throws a knife and nails him in the shoulder. Again, I wish that she had just killed him. She didn't. Um, But Ares says, no, not Ares. Achilles says that Helen took Ares from him. And that's not what happened at all.
1: Right. He does acknowledge that later, though, that he was yes. the one who allowed. So and I guess it makes sense. His first reaction feeling like, oh, you know, like that way when he thinks about it more, at least he comes to the conclusion that like, no, it's my fault. Oh, and she takes out um the Minotaur. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's him, I think. Yep. Yeah. But he goes crazy and like he's going to kill them anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the Minotaur and Theseus are from out of town, I guess, and have a real problem with Olympus. And that sets up the rest of the series. Uh, So the the storyline now is there's a threat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Something's going on in Carver City, which is the city. That's the town that her other her Wicked Villains series is set in. And the barrier around Olympus is failing, and obviously people have a problem with Olympus. And so I wonder if we're going to see a crossover.
1: I hope. Well, now I have to read the other books, but I hope so. So we talked a little bit about Helen and her family earlier, but she mentions a couple times that she's really disappointed that her siblings are are using the same tricks that their father did, like um, completely ignoring her.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. and that's really disappointing you would think that growing up and knowing how hurtful it was would stop them from doing that to their like siblings and it doesn't and I and that's frustrating um but it's also interesting at one point she points out Eris she says like she cares about herself first Olympus second and everyone else dead last Mm -hmm. right and that's so sad that her whole family basically was raised to just put themselves first Mm -hmm. really and I get I understand that that's kind of what Olympus is but their family that should factor in more I feel like I don't know I was just disappointed in her family as a whole
0: yeah same I hate Zeus I hope Callisto gives him hell I say that I'm sure that I'm going to end up freaking loving him. That makes me so mad. <laughs> we'll probably get to his book and I'll be like, fine.
1: Oh <laughs> uh, gosh. Um, okay. So at the very, very end, Achilles and Patroclus show up and Achilles is like, Hey, I resigned as Athena second. Can I be yours? And I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> what that's oh (laughs) could you imagine if she said no no (laughs) oh god awkward (laughs) (laughs) but also how long have they really known each other like a week a week (laughs) right and he gives up his whole career I was just like oh god (laughs) (laughs) Gillies
0: uh but he would never this is why patroclus is the brains (laughs) he let him do it anyway i know well because patroclus was like yeah i don't know what you're gonna do but i'm definitely gonna pursue this relationship with her so
1: right because he said that he would just leave athena go to apollo because apollo wouldn't care if he kind of straddled both lines like that but athena would so but the call (laughs) I resigned i'm gonna be your second now yep okay all then
0: <laughs> after a yeah. week but happy it
1: all worked out
0: yes happy that it did and yeah I think this wrapped up really nicely in reality I am confident that Achilles would probably have some type of existential crisis about not he getting is. yes yeah his entire goal has been to get to Aries, and now it's not his anymore
1: he had said at some point that he like wanted a name right and I think that came from being an orphan yeah. right like he wanted to be remembered or whatever and then at the end he's like well I'll be remembered as Achilles instead of just another Ares or Ares wow Aries. Aries. <laughs> um as just another Aries, right because they changed their names to mm-hmm. so match that you know and so I was kind of like, uh, all right, it's a good way that he reframed that, you know. Yeah. He reframed it that way. I'll be the only Achilles and Helen will be just one of many Aries.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know I was like she didn't say that to her. Whatever it takes, bud. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> hey, let's do our quotes. So my favorite quote comes from Callisto. She says to Helen at the beginning of the book, when Helen has just been announced as the prize for this competition and feels like she's got to reevaluate, please Callisto says you want to compete, Helen, do it. All those fuckers who think you're just a pretty prize to be won, prove them wrong. Ooh, I just love Callisto stirring the pot here. Mm hmm. I honestly just hope she she's able to get it all to burn to the ground. Um, but I also love the the power that Helen gets from her words.
1: So the quote I picked, I don't remember who says it, but it's vengeance isn't for the victims. It's to make the people around them feel better for not doing anything to stop it in the first place. And I thought this was really interesting because a lot of times you don't really think of it that way. But it's a great point because that's true.
2: hmm.
1: Um, and I hadn't really thought of it that way before. Um, but it makes, made me think back to earlier in the book where Zeus was saying, oh, well, if somebody hurts you, you know, I'll hurt them back. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of, that's exactly what this is, Yeah. right? So he's getting vengeance to make him feel better for not doing anything to stop it in the first place. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah, I liked that quote. I, I did too. I highlighted that one too. Yeah. Highlight of yours too. <laughs> All righty. Well, that wraps up our Pride Month Reads. Um, oh, we always take recommendations for books too. So if you have other books with some LGBTQ representation that you want us to talk about, recommend them to us. You can reach out through email or Instagram. I'm pretty active on Instagram. Then um, we check our emails regularly and but yeah it's been a pleasure uh you can join us next week we'll be discussing daughter of the blood by Anne bishop and that wraps up our episode for today thank you for listening to literary quest we hope you enjoyed our episode If you'd like to follow us on social media, we can be found at Literary Quest Podcast on Instagram or Facebook. You're also welcome to share your thoughts and ideas with us via email at literaryquestpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again.